I from our respective apartments. It's just me for plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Clay and Navarro, and Chris Stockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. It is season seven, weeks six and seven. It is week seven. Woo! I've been waiting to say that for six weeks. How you doing, Katie? I mean, there's just so much to cover and so little time. I'm doing pretty good, though. You know, I'm coming into this heart open, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. You're coming in with your heart open. You came to this country with your mouth open. Can you tell that I watched West Side Story six times a day for for a week? Not recently. Oh, yeah. I was showing it to my students this week. And so that means that, like, I show it to all six classes. So I yeah. have to watch 30-minute 30, 30 segments of West Side Story six times a day <laughs> for five days. <laughs> However... This quarter, I was I was out with a cold for the last couple days, so yeah. I missed the second half of West Side Story, and I was like, oh. oh, what a shame I don't get to watch it six times. What, which one do you show? The original? Oh, the original. Yeah. Because that's what I did in the first quarter, and so in order to, like, give every student the generally same. the same experience, that means I've had to watch it. <laughs> Every will you every do you think there will ever come a time where you transition to the twenty twenty one version? I don't know. I don't think so. In part because I think because you would need like a permission slip to watch that one. Oh, okay. Because that I mean I would feel weird if I didn't just because like it is more violent and I would just feel weird showing it. And I just think, I guess that's true that you're watching the whole thing, but it's like the music and the first one is just, it's just so incredible. It's just not what you see anymore. The big band sound, I will say that I think the singing is better. I like the America better in that one. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think I would be sad if you did transition to the 2021 version. Oh yeah, no, I would never go to that one first, even though there are things that are improved i yes. mean i i did have one student almost immediately goes is maria white and i was like oh yeah um she is and they were like "Ooh," i was like yup <laughs> i mean at least at least if you want to hear us compare the second one to the original you can go listen to our rambling for what felt like four and a half hours <laughs> in an episode titled something or other. I have no idea what it's called. I, um, well, it's the, I think it's just West Side Story, the 2021 film. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was, I was talking, this is a little bit of behind the curtain information. Yeah. Um, I was talking with a listener of this podcast about uh, the episode we put out 
two weeks ago, now when you're listening to this one, um, the one that features the Leahy children. And I mean, the recording session for that one lasted probably about two hours. Um, you can't, a more, yeah, yeah. you can't tell because the episode is 80 minutes. It's, uh, around our like regular quote-unquote long length yeah and so it, it, like when i was talking with this person i was like yeah you hear us talking about like this episode is going to be so long it's a marathon blah 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 and then it's not <laughs> close to our longest episode and it's yeah. because editor chris spent hours I yes. wish that it wasn't hours working on that episode, but turning it into something listenable with all the technical issues, with me having a breakdown, I mean, it was just, it was unlistenable garbage. Yeah. Instead, it just became listenable garbage. Uh, another normal episode, but I don't know how you did it. You're a magician, that's all I know. I am a magician, just like Cloris Leachman is an icon, a legend, and our first departed celebrity in this episode. She is eliminated in week six of Dancing with the Stars. Now, today's episode of JMP is going to be weird, because we're going to talk about Cloris here. We'll briefly touch on Cloris again later, because there's a group dance in week six, and then there's also two team dances in week seven. So this is going to be a really weirdly structured one. Who knows how this conversation will go, if it will flow in any way. But let's just start by talking about Chloris. Yeah. In week six, they perform a cha-cha-cha, and it is, unfortunately... A regression from what we had seen two previous weeks. We lost Tony Braxton for this. Okay, I am glad he brought that up because I think that is so incredibly unfair to say to the contestant because it's like, that's not my fault. America voted for me. I don't know what you want from me. You can't like punish me for making it further than somebody else did so to clarify carrie ann during the judging of this says directly that line to chloris i agree it's not chloris's fault that tony braxton went home however i also didn't disagree with carrie ann because i was like yeah unfortunately this is one of chloris's worst dances and and I can understand feeling that way. Should Carrie Ann have said it as a critique? No. no. How is that a critique of a dance? How does that make Cloris better? How no. is that Carrie Ann doing her job and giving Cloris constructive criticism on what to improve upon if she says, we lose Tony Braxton and we get that? It's like, okay, I'm sorry. And like, it just, it's. It's mean-spirited. Yeah. Uh, To me, the way you express that sentiment and turn it into something that isn't just, like, a cutting remark is something like, at this point in the competition, if you look at what the other dancers are doing, heck, if you think of, say, what Tony Braxton, what some of the, like, other good eliminated people were doing, you need to match that level. Here's how you do it. Mm-hmm. It, like doing something like that, not just 
we lost Tony for that. But I also can't disagree because this was one of Cloris's worst dances. Yeah, it it she didn't look confident. Mm-mm. It just it wasn't good. It just baldly showed her limitations as an 82-year-old woman. Yeah. And Corky's choreography didn't hide those as his choreography normally has. Um, because it was a lot of repetition. She started by sitting for 12 seconds. Um, I mean, she had good feet at times. Of course, she didn't have enough hip, but that's always been her thing. Yeah. Um, It just... There was also an extended, like, river dance segment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Lord of the River dance was there. What did you expect? (laughs) I did like the lift at the end, the... He holds one arm and one leg, and he spins. And it's impressive. I mean, it is, I'm, like, it sounds like you're placating, but it's, like, that is impressive given her age. Like, what Mm -hmm. she does out, what she goes out there and does, like, you have to remember, it's an 82-year-old woman. It just is disappointing, considering that they had the last two weeks gone out there and done good, proper dances, and they had looked good and proper. And then you go to Cha-Cha, and it just felt like we went back to what we were doing the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not how I wanted to say goodbye to Cloris. No, I would have much rather have lost her last week and gone out on that dance. Mm-hmm. This this was always the razor's edge of Cloris Leachman, where you it, it, when is too much going to be too much? When is it? Oh my gosh, we're able to surprise and uh, come out here and do this. And when does the bloom fall off the rose? Unfortunately, yeah. it's this week, and then she goes home. I'm sad to see her go because I obviously love her so much, but it's like it is kind of nice. With the scores, you know, the way that they were with Carrion's comment about Tony, it's like, okay, she she got to stay much longer than we would have anticipated. She's not going out on top. She's not going out on her own personal high, but it is good to see her go. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She gets to go out as the hip-hop granny, so... A winner. A winner if I've ever heard of one. This is a straight five dance it scores 15. It is easily the lowest score of the night and she cannot make up for it. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Cloris Leachman before we say goodbye to her on this show? I just love her so much and she really is. She is such an icon. She is someone who is such a staple in entertainment history and pop culture history. She commits so hard to a bit she is an 82 year old woman who went out there and i mean i think we say this about some of the older contestants but she exemplified what the show is about she pushed the show to a to a limit to a a level that we were not aware it could go to and i just feel so grateful that she was on this show and i am so happy that we got to watch her at the at her best times she was chaos at her worst times she was chaos <laughs> and honestly she was just quite the entertainment factor yes we love her so to cloris leachman and i mean this very legitimately 
R.I.P. in the most peace. See you at the crossroads, homie. I'm glad I got to see your Oscar one time. <laughs> yes, she is our first. Yes, she's the first person we've talked about who has okay. passed away. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the most PC mm-hmm. way of saying that. Yeah. Yeah, she's our first dead one. <laughs> <laughs> she's our first deceased person. <laughs> Excuse me, deceased American. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to get canceled on this pod by... <laughs> By the deceased Americans lobby. Um, what is that? Um, okay. Let's move to Twinkle Toes 2.0, Warren Sapp, and Kim Legs for Days Johnson. In week six, they have a rumba. As we all know, big rumba stands. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a good rumba. He has really good fluidity. He had good control. And I don't know. This is going to sound really stupid. He seems really aware of his body and the space in which he inhabits. And I feel like he's very just like, like, he's not throwing his arms away. He's very spatially aware of the energy that he is giving out. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed listening to your take on it. Um, it, That was very insightful. That was, I think, very wise. It's very interesting. I didn't think his hips were flowing enough. Um, (laughs) uh, And I just, I didn't get the concept. And even though I found him charming, I just didn't think this was a good fit for him. And that's my entire take on this dance. Well, it's a rumba, too. I know, but it's going to be compared to a rumba that I'm gonna... I'm coming in with surprises. Oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, hey, can we agree on one thing at least? What? Can you say what you thought about Kim's hair on the count of three? One, two, three. Atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) How did we choose the same word? Because I was like, we're both going to say something terrible. You were like, like, say about her her hair. I was like, the exact first word that popped into my brain. Atrocious. It was... Oh my god, it was it was horrific. No. Not not good at all. When she was sitting in the background of the red room, I never knew who it was. <laughs> I was so confused who was there. I was like, what who's wearing a blonde wig? <laughs> Kim. It's oh god. Um it's it's really bad. Yeah. It is. But I liked his his styling. Yeah. But then I didn't then I didn't understand how it fit with whatever their concept was like Kim's mad or something and throwing stuff and he's just like there. I I, I, I don't understand. I didn't get it either. She's a swamp witch that turns from like a lizard into a witch and then (laughs) (laughs) 
You nailed it. You got it. That is that is the dance storyline concept that I will never let die because that is the that's one of the greatest moments that ever happened in my life. Fair. Fair. So they score a 25, 898. And, and keep in mind when we're talking about week 6, the middle score is not Len Goodman, but is yep. Lord of the Dance Michael Flatley, and his scores might be a little inflated throughout the entire night. I don't know, Chris. I don't know. You liked that one rumba so much. I bet you thought it was worthy of the score it got. We'll get there. (laughs) The thing is, is the more that I dog on it, the more in the back of my head I'm going, I think I really did like that dance. We'll get there when we get there, folks. In week seven, they perform a foxtrot. Chris, what was your take on this one? Former pro Nick Kosovich came back. Yep. I was very excited to see him for like 30 seconds appear in a package. It took me about 28 of those 30 seconds for it to click that it was Nick Kosovich. Well, he came back and my first thought was, I was trying to remember, I was like, I know he was with Vivica. Was he with anybody else? And the answer is, yes, he was. He was also in season two. With who? I don't remember already. (laughs) But Nick is in season two. Oh, oh, oh. And they went home pretty dang early. He was with with Tatum O'Neill. I was going to say, I can see her face. She was the Bachelorette chick, right? Nope, Tatum O'Neill is the Oscar-winning actress. That, yeah, that's her. (laughs) I'm so good at my job. Does Katie know these celebrities? (laughs) Past contestants edition. (laughs) When we get through all of the seasons, I almost feel like we should do. Oh my god, is that is that something we do after season eight? For one of our like weird things is just Maybe. I mean I crushed Tatum O'Neill. So I feel confident. <laughs> um I thought this Foxtrot it was charming, it was easy. Um he was just when they weren't out of hold, and they were doing mirrored moves, he was rarely on. (laughs) Yeah. I loved this, and I did in fact start tearing up as I was watching it, and I knew you would get very annoyed with me when I said that, but I still had to say it. Um, But I agree. There were obvious issues, and so it's like, I loved it, and like, I emotionally I just I really just think I need to take ballroom dancing lessons and like perfect a foxtrot routine because I really think the reason why I get so emotional is I just think they look so beautiful they look like they're having so much fun out there and I'm just so like jealous but it's not like it's jealous tears it's I just think I need to fully experience a foxtrot routine for myself someday so if anybody out there is listening and wants to give me foxtrot lessons you can hit us up on our social medias (laughs) slide into the dms people 
Yeah, slide into the DMs and show Katie your foxtrot. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I really did enjoy the dance, even though there were like his timing was off, his posture or something just didn't look quite right and I couldn't put my finger on what it was because I don't think he was hunched I don't think it was I I don't I couldn't tell you what it was but um a light bulb just went off in my head and now I'm really nervous that the rumba that you like might not be the rumba I was thinking of because there are like two or three that it could be and I you can edit this out because this doesn't need to be part of this but like oh my god if it's Lanzo's oh my god um yeah it was it was good not great but it made me feel emotionally like it was great well maybe to spoil what rumba i'm gonna be talking about later warren really does not benefit in these two episodes because he is doing the same dances in week six and week seven he does the same dance as another person both times and both times i would probably think his routines were were good for it or it would have been good if they were just on their own i agree no i completely agree but because like and warren has the benefit of going first in this time compared to the other person he's going to go up against and i left this one being like oh it was fine overall and then when you put it next to the the foxtrot that the other person is going to perform, I'm just like, oh yeah, no, this isn't very good. Yeah. Like, because both the rumba and the foxtrot by this other person are just... We'll get there when we get there. I, is that the rumba you're going to be mad about? No. Uh, okay. Well, it was the one... Uh, I just... Chris, I just don't know the energy I'm bringing right now. You know I get with people of something I want to hate it and so intrinsically I was like oh my gosh bash this rumba but I think that I did like it but I can't remember because we're not there yet Warren sees a score of grade sevens and scores a 21 you you only know what you're reading about that's all you can remember um because we'll just make this easy as well since Katie mentioned Warren's score um Overall, in week seven, he scored 50 out of 60 because of their group dance. Yep. So, sitting fairly high. Yes. Next up is one of his team members for that group dance. It is sprinter Maurice Green and Cheryl Motherforkin Burke. Week six, they lead off the night with a Viennese waltz. In their package, they discuss that we are in week six and it has been five weeks since they have done a ballroom routine on a ballroom dancing competition series i was trying to figure out how that was possible and it's because he's done a jive which is latin but like isn't uh-huh. quite as latin as like say your samba your rumba yeah. your those um he in the sort of week where we did no ballroom styles at all uh he did aladdin style mm-hmm. because i think he was one of the salsas so i mean yes. like there's a part of me that's like okay well he hasn't technically done like latin latin every time but i'm still like how did this happen agreed that- 
Agreed. It, like, this is almost unfair to be like, it's been five weeks since you have done a ballroom one, so good luck. You have to be good at it again. Yeah. I didn't like that. No. And that's all on producers. That's obviously not on them at all. Mm-hmm. But I just, when they said that, especially because it was the start of the week, it just kind of put me into a weird headspace where then I was thinking about the producers and all of that. And I was like, well, how did how did we let this happen? But I'm going to try and emotionally get over it and talk about this dance. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought his posture looked really good. I thought he had good frame and good connection. But he didn't have a ton of flow to it. And at times, his feet looked flat-footed. But it was like a well-done dance, but it didn't excite me. But I mm-hmm. liked it. Oh, yeah. His his romantic face registered as really blank a lot yeah. of times to me. Um, I thought it was generally a good showing from him. But it wasn't memorable at all. Mm-mm. And for that unmemorable showing, all sevens, which feels like generally the area for fine. And Bruno did a seven. Oh, gotta love a jaunty seven from Bruno. <laughs> In week seven, they did a cha cha cha, and I was all fa fa for it, Chris. I thought he had the feeling down for sure nice leg and hip control i mean it was it was just a really tight cha cha yes i like it got done and i like got choked up and i was like why am i emotional they had had kind of a rough package and so he like kind of injures his leg but they don't really go into great detail about it and um he's talking about like you can tell he is so in his head and he's so frustrated and I absolutely loved what Cheryl said to him where she was like that like rehearsal is for you to make mistakes like I want you to attack it and not dance like you're on eggshells because this is the time to make those mistakes Mm -hmm. and I think that does kind of help him and so then they go out there and it was exciting and he was doing it so well and I thought he looked so good doing it that I just was like overcome with emotion and like pride that he had gotten through it and he had done a good job um light on his feet right on the money with the steps he was selling the dance his arms were great and he looked like he was having fun it almost felt like a breakthrough dance for him and the judges were pretty effusive in their praise len says best dance and then it doesn't score i mean it's still a fine score but i was just kind of surprised with how little critiques the judges had that it didn't score a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. I wasn't mad at where it scored because I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, But you're right that the way the judges were talking, it felt like it was going to be higher. Yeah. The judging being generally a little bit lower in terms of scores this season is just screwing me up a little bit because I can't tell based on critiques where scores are going. Well, and I I was going to make this point I at some point. Like, it's been all over the place. And in particular with, like, one or two contestants where they've gone from 
almost at the bottom of the leaderboard, and then the next week they're at the top of the leaderboard, and there's just this constant, like, rotation, which on one hand is, is obviously nice because you don't want it to turn into anyone but Brooke, or you don't want it to be anyone but Christy like we had it last year. But with the scoring, just it, whether it be the scoring is inconsistent or the contestants are inconsistent, I don't entirely know. In some aspects, I think that the contestants are not always consistent, mm-hmm. but it has made it, it's just been interesting. It has not followed the formula that we've had the last couple of seasons. Yeah. I just say, I think it's harder to read based yeah. on critiques what's happening. This dance gets a nine from Len, eight from the other two for 25. That gives them an overall score of 54 out of 60 on the night. And I might have some opinions about that later, but we'll save those. Let's go now to Cody Lindley and his partner, question mark? Because we're going to start with his partner, Julianne Huff. In week six... This will make sense, I swear, friends. <laughs> uh, so in week six, they dance a samba. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm not going to say I dread his packages. Because that's such a severe word. But let's just say I don't look forward to his packages. No, absolutely not. Because he opens his mouth and you're like, oh, there it is. And then they're like, oh, let's put a fake mustache on him and he'll like do an accent and dance around and it's just awkward. Yeah. What did you think of their serious Samba? I just have to like shake my head at it kind of because in, in this is oh, the story of Cody Lindley in a nutshell of the season. He looked really good. He nailed a lot of it. It was fun and action packed, but it also felt boring and repetitive. It lacked an it factor for me. It looked like work for him. I thought at the beginning their in sync was so on. And so it's like, I don't know if it's Julianne's choreography or what it is about them, but it's like they start a dance and I think, oh my God, this is going to be great. And then after about 20 seconds, I'm like, I'm bored. This isn't living up to this quick expectation that was set for me. And it just falls flat every time. Yeah, I I agree that they looked good good to like they look good together but it lacked some sort of like chemistry and cody kept this serious look on his face for so much of it it like he was trying to be intense but you said it made it look like work to me it made it not fun Mm -hmm. like it just made the dance like not go yeah i completely agree does carver have things he wants to say as a guest on our podcast Very vocal right now. Carver, do you love Cody Lindley? Well, that shut him up. Not a big Cody fan. <laughs> well, Carver knows that if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Correct. 
The Samba scores an 8, 8, and a 7 for a score of 23. Bruno is harsher on it. And then we find out that Julianne um, will not be there next week. She has endometriosis and is going to have her appendix removed. It sounds as though the news of the diagnosis had broke because she looked a little, I don't know what the right word would be. She looked a little bummed when she was like, well, it's already out there, but I'm battling with endometriosis and I have to have surgery for it. Um, Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like this is a disease that is, I don't know if disease is the right word, but I feel like this is a condition disease that affects so many women. And especially at that time, like, I just don't think it was getting talked about a ton. So I'm like, Oh, absolutely. I I like thought it was like somewhat empowering that she, you know, was vocal about it and was owning it and was bringing a light to it. So I applaud her for that. And I hope that she is doing well in all of that. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. And she just almost looks like uncomfortable that she has to talk about it. Yes. And her hope is that she'll be back the next week to dance. She's like, oh, I should be on schedule. She isn't. Uh, Mm -hmm. She will not, uh, she will not dance that week. Uh, Spoiler alert, because obviously Cody doesn't go home. Uh, she will not dance the week after as well. Well, and it it felt bold. Like, an appendix removal is a big surgery, so Mm -hmm. it it felt bold of her to think that she would be back in a week's time. So I I couldn't quite read that whole situation. But, yes, she she is not back next week. And who do we have instead, Christopher Dockham? We get... My queen of queens. We get Lady Leg Warmer, Edita Slavinska. Woo! I just... Love her. I love Edita like Jerry Rice loves face jewels. (laughs) I love Edita like Len hates Lance and Lacey. I love Edita... Like she's the titular mouse from the movie <laughs> Stuart Little. <laughs> An excellent comparison. <laughs> she is the body to my very small Clyde. Her hair is white, but it looks like gold and flax. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny seeing her be pretty serious with Cody. Like, I mean, she's pretty like, we got to get that. Like, we have to be romantic in this Viennese waltz and we don't really know each other. So we have to get romantic quick. And it's, it's, it's a different side of her that we don't see that often. Mm -hmm. Well, because she's put in what's obviously a difficult situation. Yeah. They said, and it it must be true, it didn't feel true when they said it, that this is the first pro to step in 
in the actual performance. Yeah. Because we've seen we've seen people rehearse with other pros before. And maybe that's what I was confused about. Cause I was like, yeah. no, we've definitely seen this before, but then those people have always been like, Oh, but I'm just going to dance in the live show. I will do it. I think that was like Derek one season. with Yeah. Jenny. Derek had that with Jonathan. Yeah. And then he ended up going on. I feel like there were probably at least a couple others. I mean, there was one time Jonathan substituted for Anna Trebunskaya. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember who that was with? Does Katie know that celebrity? I'm trying to remember which one it was with. It was not Jerry. You dubbed him America's sweetheart. <laughs> I, I literally cannot remember. Oh, oh, oh! The the uh, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> I needed, I needed America's sweetheart that I had. America's sweetheart, who's not Edita Slavinska, Steve Gutenberg, or Ashley Belgrosso. Yes, I just Edita Slavinska is the gift that keeps on giving. She truly, I every time I just come to love her even more. I don't think I recognized what a star she is. No! And then I think back on when we interviewed her. And, and we, we knew watch. we loved her, but we didn't know we loved her. Like, the star of the show. Derek Huff wants it to be him so bad. Derek Huff huffs and puffs his chest out. Every chance he gets, he wants to be the star so bad. And Edita Slavinska just needs two seconds to steal the show. She doesn't have to even do anything. Like, other pros will shake the camera. They'll run around, like, jump up, take their shirt off, whatever. Edita can just look at the camera, and it's gold. Edita just has to go to the zoo, and that's it. So how did this 25-minute conversation about Cody Lindley become purely a conversation about Edita? Because she's the queen. Because we're us. Yeah, and that. She is our city mouse. Um, in this Viennese waltz, she did outdance Cody. And oh I, yeah, he's not good enough for her. I have never thought that she has outdanced a contestant before, or I mean, maybe I have, but like not this <laughs> noticeably. She far outdanced him, and as you said, Cody is not good enough for her. He needs more bend in his leans. He needs more rise and fall. He had an okay frame. It just it didn't go for me. I. I do wonder, because he just seems so young, and so does Julianne, part of me was like, am I not liking this so much because all of a sudden, just by nature, she has he has to feel more mature to match her, and he never could? It's a good point. I had not considered that. Maybe. Because I'm, I'm not here to call Edita old. I'm. That's not what I'm doing. No, no. But, like, Julianne has always read young cody is young so she feels younger to match him Mm -hmm. that makes edita in this pairing seem ancient even though there's no way she is no 
Also, to be fair, 14 years later after the show, when we got to interview her, she still looks the exact same. She's not aged. She is stunning. She is so beautiful. Okay, we don't need to continue. <laughs> I don't want to talk about anybody but Edita. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. If this show oh. was, it, like, it's just meaningful Edita at this point. That's what this show I- is. <laughs> loved the maroon color scheme that they had going on. I thought they looked gorgeous out there. Yeah, but I didn't love the pattern on Edita's dress. Oh, I would agree. It was a little busy for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. 877-22. He scores 42 out of 60 on the night. And if you're like, wow, that's a lot lower than our other scores. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. We'll talk about it. Boop. Speaking of lower scores, let's talk about Lance and Lacey. The highest scoring couple of week six. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes sense. In week six, they perform a jive. A week after they did the West Coast Swing, a slow version of the jive. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, they did. We have Joey Fat One and Chris Kirkpatrick come into rehearsal. What'd you think, Chris? I was just shocked we didn't hear instant reaction from them about the judging of week five. Can't believe it. Can't believe we didn't hear from a disappointed Lacey and a mad Lance. Did we? No, but like, you know how sometimes they will do like, oh, we're going to hear them immediately after. And of of course we saw nothing of them post-show. I genuinely wonder if Lacey was not crushed. Like, that's, that's why I'm saying like, oh, I'm shocked we didn't hear from them. Of course we didn't. I'm sure that was like unusable footage. Yes, because it was probably Lacey just sobbing uncontrollably. Or being furious. Either one. So this... I didn't care about the package, I'll be honest. I was just like, okay, great. I was surprised we didn't have the NSYNC boys telling him, wow, Lance, you've never been the worst dancer of NSYNC. Um, <laughs> they couldn't do that because he is. <laughs> um, I appreciate it just because I remember Joey's jive being really good. Like, I did appreciate Joey kind of, like, giving him trip, trip tips on the kicks. And then I Say did, that five like, times fast. <laughs> tips on the kicks, tips on the kicks, tips on the kicks. And then I don't feel like his kicks were really that great compared to Joey's. I, it, see, I think his kicks were good in the first half. He lost steam over the course of the dance. Of course, yes, yes. He, he very much lost steam, but... Yes. The first half was everything I've wanted to see out of Lance Bass. Mm-hmm. I genuinely thought it was, like, a nice, proper drive. Um, too much messing about at the beginning. I like that they did as much in hold as they did. I don't think we see that all the time at drives, and I really enjoyed that, that it was much more in hold and less just, like, in, synch- in synchronization. Um, sometimes his feet lacked energy and I wanted him to point his feet more with the kicks, but it was good. 
See, I didn't think there was too much messing about at the beginning. Honestly, this was a dance that finally I was getting what I expected from Lance. I thought this was by far their best dance. I thought things were finally coming together other than he lost energy. Judges agreed. Scored 27. All nines. In week seven, we saw them dancing a rumba. And this is the one that Chris has been hyping up all episode. (laughs) I'm kidding. You know, Katie, what Lance and Lacey really need to do, since since they haven't done it yet, and this is the point of the competition, where you got to stand out, now is the time that we need to start taking little risks yeah. in this competition. Yeah, they've never, all they've done previously is just stay true to themselves. They haven't taken any risks yet. So we got to start taking little risks. Yeah. And that risk means let's dance barefoot. Which just felt dumb. I didn't even care. I didn't, I did not It care didn't make a difference. Thing. Also, no. the way his pants were flaring out, you never saw his feet. No, I literally never would have known that they were not wearing shoes. And then they have this big fight in the packet. Not, it's not even a fight. It's whatever we want to say. And I'm mad about it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm mad. It's going to be surprising who I'm mad at or why I'm mad. Lacey? I'm mad that if he was ever going to dance the dance barefoot, why was he ever in shoes? Yeah. Because his foot, his his toe was bothering him. Okay, then you can't do the dance barefoot. If he can't ever do it barefoot, if he's like, I'm uncomfortable doing it barefoot, I need to wear it and do it in shoes, then she needed to just be like, fine, he'll do it in shoes. Yeah. But if you, like, you either have to force him to do it exactly as he's going to do it, or you don't do it that way at all. Because dancing it in shoes, like, rehearsing it in shoes is going to cause your feet to be shaped differently than they will be when they're barefoot. You're going to have the supports of whatever shoes you're wearing. He might not be in proper ballroom shoes while he was doing it. Maybe he was just in tennis shoes. But that's still going to give you a different feeling. It's like how they criticize Master P for always practicing and then dancing in non-ballroom shoes because that's the way... But, like, if you're going to rehearse it one way, you have to perform it that way. So either be barefoot, be in shoes, but don't say, "Mm, I'm going to switch back and forth while rehearsing. And don't allow that. Yeah. But I think that was the whole thing, is that I don't think she wanted to allow that. But she obviously let him, because she was like, okay, now take off your shoes. We're going to try it without and I'm like, then why was he ever in shoes? I think it was because he was like, like, was always demanding to be in shoes. It didn't read that way in the package, and maybe that's how it was. But it just, I don't that's know. That's how it read to me because because of when she's like, "You're just gonna do whatever you want, like you always do." It's like, I think she, I think this had been a fight that had happened more than once. But who knows? We weren't there. We don't know. She. Apologizes the next day. He never says sorry for anything. It's all her. I do appreciate that you're working to de-escalate because I was ready to fire back at you, <laughs> and then you were just like, "But it's fine," and blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Okay, well now I can't keep on my mad energy because I was 
ready to fight over nothing with you. Shocking. I've been fighting with, it's because I've been fighting with you over nothing this entire episode. And here's the thing, when we get to it, I'm probably going to agree with you. Despite the fact that I've been spending the last 45 minutes being like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You're just going to do what you always do, so. Yeah, that's right. I am Lance Bass. Um, their rumba, it was fluid, but it felt staccato too. There was a lot of content to it, but it didn't feel like a rumba to me. It was a little frantic. It was a little, yeah. like, tough in a weird way. It, I mean, it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. But I agree, it wasn't super rumbesque. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't love it. I thought it was good. Good, not great for me. It was like a solid eight. Yeah, well, it scored <laughs> nine seven nine. Len Goodman ripped into this one. Len hates Lacey and Lance, and I just get such a giggle out of that. Yeah, he he cannot help himself. Do you think it's Lacey? I I don't know. I I don't know what's up, but I kind of love it. I mean, I guess we'll find out. We'll see how he is, like, the next season she's on. Yeah. So, as said, that's a 25, so he scores a 45 out of 60 in week 7. Speaking of low scores... (laughs) Brooke Burke and Derek Huff. Okay, can I be mean for a moment? I'll allow it. Where is this warmth when she hosts the show? I wish I knew. I genuinely wish I knew. This woman that I am watching week after week, and I'm just falling more and more in love with as the show is going on, who continues to go out there and, like, is clearly one of the best dancers there, if not the best dancer there. And I am like, where was a fraction of this razzle-dazzle when she was a host? Wish I knew. Okay, so they perform a rumba in week six. And I'm going to share my thoughts first. Yes, because you are. as I read my notes, I do not think that I actually did agree with you. So I felt as though there was an anticlimatic, anticlimatic ending with them just walking away. And I never liked that. For how well she moves, it felt like some movements were clipped. And like she wasn't fully extending everything that she was doing. She still looks like the best dancer out there. She still has beautiful lines. She still had gorgeous poses, but it just didn't feel like that signature Brooke because she can wow. And so I could have used a hair more hips. All of, I want to caveat all of that with, they also lost a day or two of rehearsal because of a foot injury. So I think that too played into how I took it in because I was like, She's clipping movements. She's doing this. She's doing that. And I think with one or two extra days, you could tell that this would have just been like knock out of the park, home run all the way. Derek's hair was bad. Yeah. Brooke's look was exquisite. Mm-hmm. 
like you said, losing a day or two of rehearsals meant that there were times where I wished that she was given more content because it felt like a lot of Derek in this. And the rumba, as we have said time and time again, is the woman's dance. Yeah. So So I was a little bit like, hmm, why does this one feel so male heavy? (laughs) All of that said, I don't know how I was so into this. Like, I, and I'm not here to be like, wow, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. But like, I just expect, I, I don't half watch rumbas, but that's almost what it's like. It's just kind of like they end and it's gone in one ear out the other. Yeah. This one stuck with me a little bit. I was like, wow, I enjoyed that. And every time that happens to me on a rumba, which is so infrequently, I have to think... Wow, this must be really good. Um, <laughs> I think we say that every time we look. <laughs> yeah, which I mean doesn't happen very often. It's maybe once every two seasons. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. I mean, I love her legs. The way she just is able to move her leg with such character and such grace such movement her legs her dancing i loved it <laughs> like it just was it was a rumba i really really liked and i liked it enough that i would have given that rumba a 9 <laughs> which for me is an 11 on the rumba yeah because we knock off like four points for it just being a rumba <laughs> yeah Wow. High yeah. praise from one Christaco. Michael flatly praises it more. He gives it a 10, which elicits the funniest shocked looks from Bruno and Carrie Ann. Yeah, it does. The outsides give it eight, so mm-hmm. it scores 28 out of 30. 26. 26. Chris can do math. 26 out of 30. I was just thinking, wait, how does that add up? I know. When you said it, I was like, that doesn't feel right. (laughs) In week seven, they perform a foxtrot. Is is this one of the greatest foxtrots that's ever been on the show? Yes, it is. It is incredible. It is like, it, 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 it. It is everything. I do not possess words. The the thing is, sometimes I know going in, like, I accidentally see the scores or things. I did not see the score on this one. Uh Uh-huh. And so it happened, and I was like, that was so good. But somehow I was just like, it's not going to get a 30, and I'm going to be unhappy about it. And then it got the 30, and I was like, thank Lord Mirabalus, because it's... It's just so easy. It's so elegant. It's it's small, but it's mighty. Yes. It, it, they are stunning together. The entire routine, it, from start to finish, it looks so easy for her. She looks like a professional. Like, it genuinely looks like Derek Huff is out there dancing with another professional dancer. She... It, 
is elegant. She is so controlled over her body. She just exudes so much warmth. It's it's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. She nails the details. Early on, she just had this moment where it, the move wasn't about the shoulders. It was something else, but she just like shimmied her shoulders slightly and it was it was glamorous. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. With like a high camera angle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yep. It was something that was like I don't know if it was choreographed, but it looked so right and it she nailed it. She mm-hmm. nailed those little tiny things that made the entire thing come together. There was no big, spectacular, memorable moment, but it was all impeccable. It it's it's so easy to her. It's these elegant dances where it's just fluid and it's non-stop and there's little moments like that. Like she just crushes it. My only complaint is that there is a moment where they go up to the judges. And, and it's Derek up there. Yeah, I, I did not like that. The contestant would be the one up there engaging the judges. And instead it's Derek frickin' Huff. And I was like, okay, Maxim Shermakovsky 2.0, get out of here. That is literally my only complaint. Yeah. Perfect 30, 59 out of 60 on the night for Brooke and Derek. Incredible. It's great. It's really great. So let's go from an incredible dance, Chris. Yeah, let's let's talk real quick because we did not mention it. In week six, there is a group hip-hop number. Now, we're going to be real honest here, folks. This number has been scrubbed from the internet. Yep. We're probably better for it. Yep. As much as I'd love to see Chloris in the package, I mean, we always hate these packages. We just spend the whole time complaining. Um, It's probably best we don't see that. There is, if if you decide to fact check us, you can find the footage of this dance to a completely different song. Somebody took out the audio and put on I Like to Move It, which does not fit at all. Um, The Madagascar version, even, which is even better. Uh, So I I watched it just to be like, was there any good move so I could tell Katie to watch? No, it's worthless. I watched it. Oh, you did? I found the money you found. And it's not even worth bringing up. Nope. Nothing good happens. No. They all a mess. <laughs> uh, so now let's talk about another mess. In week seven, there are two team dances. And obviously we've already read the scores, but spoiler alert, if there's a team dance and Derek's on your team, I wonder what's going to happen for you. So the first team dance is the team Cha-Cha. Which doesn't have Derek. Which does not have Derek up in it. And I genuinely did not know if they were meant to be in sync or if it was meant to be (sighs) staggered from the jump. Oh. It, 
this one feels desperately under-rehearsed. Yes. No one looks fully prepared for it. It's just... The only... I will say, there is one person that looks fully prepared for it. Lance and Lacey, honestly, do a great job in this one. Yeah. Um, like, unexplicably saves the entire routine. Yeah. Not only their solo, but every other moment, they are the best parts. Yes. But... Cody and Edita and Susan and Tony, they just struggle through a lot of it. S- uh, Susan looked horrible. Yeah. Susan especially, but Cody had some moments where Cody was not. Oh, um, yeah. Doing God knows what. Yeah. Yeah. It just, n- until Lance and Lacey did their solos, it was, it was just a slog. I mean, I I genuinely think that Carrie Ann summed it up best when she just said it was brutal to watch part of it. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like, oh, one person hit early or one person hit late. It was like all three were going at different times. Yes. It's not good. I do hate to use this as an excuse. Len is absolutely correct after Team Paso when oh, he says, yes. you guys got an easier assignment. It, it, like, yes. it, doesn't, it doesn't excuse this mess, but it is true. They have a harder job than the Paso. Yes. They it's, have it's a much harder job. Yeah. You guys can, you know, Team Paso Doble can stand in a line and march down the floor. Team Cha-Cha is, does not have that ability. They cannot do that in the dance. And yeah, so yeah. it's way easier to get off. I mean, it, like you said, it doesn't excuse what we saw because they were bad. I mean, it's almost like it should have been, I know, like a cha-cha team and either a jive team or yes. a, it, like, dare I say, like a, I know, a mambo team. Like I don't a know. samba or something. Yeah. A mambo would be great. Ooh, a team samba. Yeah, a cha-cha versus samba. Yeah. But, like, a paso. That was, like, the only way to make it fair would have been, like, a team tango versus a team paso. Yes. All all that said, Edita steals the package. And she's barely in the package. (laughs) Yep. Correct. She spends most of the package concerned that they are under-rehearsed and are out of time. Yep. And she just is a queen. Correct. (laughs) Queen knows. Queen stays queen. Her concerns were, as it turns out, very valid. As it is, it scores a 26-7-7. Oof. And then it's not even fair, because here comes Team Paso. Mm -hmm. So Team Paso is made up of the other three, Warren, Brooke, and Maurice. Maurice benefits from being with Wharton and Brooke because his solo is by far the worst one. He does merely okay in this team dance and he looks merely okay, which is bad in comparison, Uh, but he is given two strong performances. Warren visually looked good for his solo, but he had such a nervous energy to him that Mm -hmm. it just wasn't hitting really well. And then Maurice was like, 
out of control. Like it, it didn't look right. It didn't, the timing wasn't right. And then Brooke and Derek looked super impressive and they looked visually correct, but their, their solo was boring. Like they, they did a crap ton of turns, but you were like, Oh my God, how are they doing so many turns? And like, that was cool. But like, what did they do beyond that? They did a bunch of turns and then they went into hold and they walked a little bit down the floor and then they did a bunch of turns around the floor and then they were back with the other two. Like, I it thought was, I wasn't mad at that. I mean, it looked really cool, but it wasn't like it was tough. Like, it just made me annoyed with Derek because I'm like, you are doing things that are flashy and you're not really like Maurice and Warren both. It felt like they had a paso routine set in air quotes, mm-hmm. whereas Derek and Brooke were just flashy. But I think that works when, if they had just done basically the same thing that the other two who have just gone, it'll get boring. So I think, it, I for me, it was okay to do flash. It I do like, think... It felt like they were skating by, Chris. Well, I think these scores are way overinflated. Agreed. Especially like, after the other team. Like, it's be- it's better than the other teams for sure. It's yes. better. But it but the scores are inflated. Yes. They're, they were really in sync, and so I get how... And I mean, they were... Like, Len says, yours is a quote-unquote easier one to do than the cha-cha, but yes, you guys were stronger and better than the other team. So it's like, yes, they can score higher, but they get a 29. Yeah. A 9 from Len. It's our leaderboard spans from 54 to 42. I mean, it just... it Not just 54, 59. Oh, yeah, 59. Yeah. It's... It's nuts. And it makes it impossible, basically, the people who are on the losing team. I mean, it really just means Cody, Lance, and Susan, one of the three is going to go home. Yes. Because there's no way they can catch up. No, there's a nine-point difference in the team scores. How how do they have a chance in H-E double hockey sticks? Yeah. They don't. Let's talk, then, about that woman who goes home. Erica Kane, 19, uh, many-time Emmy loser, Susan Lucci. Susan! Unfortunately, her streak of staying on Dancing with the Stars is over. Susan Lucci! Woo! Oh, Oprah! <laughs> I just love hearing her talk because it makes me think of her Emmy speech, which I've seen so many times. Yeah. I mean, it's camp, even though it's not camp. It's just, it's iconic. It is cathartic. She is the moment. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> so they do a mambo in week six. She and... is not helped out, but she's like always last called safe. Bottom I two. Know. Like, she is constantly, and you know that's not helping her. No. Something goes awry in this Mambo, and it made me so sad because she was much improved in the energy department. It was 
it felt a little wonky. It lost its spark, but it was right there where you could see that it could be great. And I just felt my heart just broke for her. I don't know what went wrong, but something went wrong in the stands. I'm not sure I have the exact same take as you because I thought there were moments of tentativeness still and it wasn't a super thrilling routine, but I thought technically she was really strong. And I thought overall it went well. And that's all I have to say. And I think that's all you have to say. Correct. We just disagree. The end. The end. Wow. Look at us. That's the most mature disagreement we have ever had. Because I don't think either of us cared enough about this one. Well, to be frank, it's like, do I even really remember it all that much? No. Same. But my notes are just riddled Same. with like, oh, Susan, oh, I feel so bad for her. And I'm like, well, I don't really remember why I felt bad for her. I just know that I felt as though something went left in the dance. And mine, it's just like, I just like her. Good, Susan. Good for you. Oh, Susan. I am good at ballroom. Eight eight seven twenty three. It just felt weird that that Carrie Ann made Susan get up there. I was like, no, I want you to say it. Say it, Susan. Say it out loud. Say it, vampire. But she sounds really excited when she does say it. She's just like, I am good at ballroom. Yeah. Just the tone of her voice, the way she does, like, I'm good at ballroom. And like, I I can't do it. I can't do a Susan Lucci, but. I can only do Susan going, oh, Oprah. And it, it just has that that quality to it. Yeah, it does. I'm obsessed with her. I know. In week seven, they perform a pasta doble. Chris, how did that one leave you feeling? I was really nervous at the package. Because I I think she and Tony get along. And I think she responds well to Tony's teaching. Because it's a Paso, Tony is acting more intense to try to get that intensity out of her. And I just continue. I really like Susan, and it just seems in in her packages and the way she dances, she has confidence, but she also lacks confidence, is what it always comes across as. And so here, it just felt like she had no confidence in her abilities, and I just want like it's clear she believes in herself to a degree i just want her to believe more like i believe in her fully tony believes in her so hard yeah it's like she won't buy in all the way yeah i liked this paso i thought it was sometimes a little bit too balletic a little too polite but somehow she's gotten better at performing the bigger moves but when moves are supposed to be small, they're just too small. I agree. That's it's. I thought it was a really good routine, and like Tony choreographed it well. But it just it, it it always feels like something's just a hair off with her, and it's I don't know if it's because she's so dainty, because she's so little, because she's so like I don't want to say frail looking, but she just looks. She doesn't go out there and, like, plant herself. She isn't, like, attached to the floor. It looks like a 
uh, looks like they could turn a fan on and she'll go up to the rafters like they say on Sports Center. And so it's like, I don't know if that's the problem. On Sports Center? On Dance Center. Whoops, my bad. Her Spanish lines and posture just didn't look, quite look right. But the crowd was electric for her. And that made me very happy. The judges loved her. Yes. And then... Clearly, Susan and Tony thought they were going to see nines, and they saw no nines, and were disappointed. Yeah, oh yeah, and I, understandably so, because again, the judges are effusive with their praise. Your best dance, you looked great, I want you to yell how good you are, and then I'm going to give you an 8. 24, so overall they score 44 out of 60. I've made this clear, I just, I... I always felt drawn to Susan. She never necessarily delivered what I wanted of her. Mm -hmm. I mean, is she a Jane Seymour? No, she's no Jane Seymour. I know Jane Seymour. Uh, But I also love Susan in her own right. And I just want her to know she's good at ballroom dancing. Oh, Susan. I hope she goes and plays Erica Kane for all she's worth. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Who will be the final? (laughs) No, I'm not going to quote from the rest of that video. (sighs) Would you like to say anything about Susan or is that good? (laughs) That's good. Okay, great. I don't need to, she never lived up to my expectation. I never loved her the way you did, you know? Mm -hmm. There was one week you were like, oh my god, have I turned on to Susan? And then, nope. (laughs) And then it turned out I wasn't. (laughs) She's no Lisa Rinna, is what you're saying. Correct. Finally, I I doubt we're going to have much to say, because to recap it would just be to recite all their jokes. But Dance Center is onto its truly unhinged golden period. It's just fun. It's just good, plain fun. It is just so enjoyable to watch the three of them. They have such incredible chemistry. I I love it. I wish I could have it every week. The only thing, we are depraved on account we're deprived of hearing Kenny Mayne talk about Cloris Leachman. Yes. A, a shame. But, that man would have been dragging the show for all it was worth that he was eliminated week one and Cloris Leachman was still there. I can, I can, it, it writes itself. And I mean, you know they would be probably making jokes about Len and Cloris oh, in yeah. love. Uh, I mean, there are so the many, moment. Yeah, yeah. so many routes to go on. I would have watched just a 15-minute segment on just Cloris Leachman from Kenny and Jerry. You and know Cloris would have crashed the set of Dance Center. <laughs> it would have been a closed set day. There would have been no one else on the set except for the camera people and the three of them. And somehow Cloris Leachman would come down from the rafters just like, you thought you could keep me out, but I found a way to get in. She, like, takes one of the cue cards, hits them with it. Like Absolutely. It's, it's so much fun watching them and just 
some really good jokes in this one. Yeah. A lot of solid stuff. Kenny cuts Len off. I mean, it's it's just genuinely fun to watch the three of them. We end with Kenny. Kenny is critiquing Cody's frame. And Len is like, you were on this show for one week of one show. like, And you are an expert on frame. And so then they go and they are doing it. Um, Len is showing Kenny how to how to stand correctly and have good frame and Kenny's face is so funny in it because he is so clearly not into it and it ends with Kenny being like I I quit I asked for Stacey Keebler and just walking away and the fact that that woman was on this show so many seasons ago but still gets referenced the power that that woman has is incredible do you think she is the best female contestant the show has had up to that point? Absolutely. Um, Sabrina Bryan is the only one that is maybe... Oh, no, Christy Chris Yamaguchi. Um, but I, I like those three that you've chosen. It feels unfair to compare her to the two of them because seemingly dancing was so different you know, was not in her realm that she... Okay, welcome to the the central flaw of the show and yeah. its casting premises. Yeah. So, I would say that she is... I would I would say she is, and I don't even care, Chris. I don't even freaking care. Yeah, she is the greatest female contestant that the show has ever seen up to this point. So, take that, Christy Yamaguchi, and shove it up your butt. Well, it does make sense why Kenny would ask for then the greatest female contestant the show has ever seen because the greatest male contestant ever deserves to dance with her. Exactly. You get it. You get it. And that brings us to weeks eight and nine. Next week, we're making it to the quarter and semifinals. Woohoo! So because we are entering the quarter and semis, Katie... Who would you like to see go home in the quarterfinals? It's so hard because on the one hand, I want Lance to go home. (laughs) (laughs) On the other, it's like, but then I don't know if I necessarily want someone else in the semifinals over. Okay, I would say I want Cody gone next. Just because I don't necessarily find him super memorable. I think I am eliminating Maurice and Cheryl in the quarters. I I do kind of get it. And and the longer we could potentially keep Edita. I know. I know. Oh, maybe I do want to switch my answer because I'm going to eliminate Maurice in week. Nine. In the semis? Okay. Yeah. And I think I would eliminate Cody. Cody. Yeah. Because even though you're right, Lance, it's like a, he shouldn't be in the finals, but can you imagine a finals without him at yeah. this point? It's basically how it is. And then your jaunty Seven of weeks six and seven, who is it going it to? Literally has to go to Brooke. There is no way it's going to anyone but. It has to go to Brooke. That foxtrot, that incredible rumba, 
that incredible foxtrot is just so that rumba the dance that we want to talk about more than any others foxtrot was amazing if you think our podcast is just as amazing as that rumba please make sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify subscribe on any podcatcher and of course recommend this to your friends it's the best way to spread the love of this podcast absolutely if you want to slide into our dms and hit me up for some foxtrot lessons you can slide into our instagram dm at jmp.pod you can interact with us on facebook at just meaningful plastic or on twitter at jmppod you know there was a song uh cut from the musical follies uh, that sondheim cut in in favor of i'm still here which is now one of like the great songs of musical theater canon and they cut the original song because it was basically a one joke song and the song was called can that boy foxtrot uh (laughs) and so every time you talk about like slide into my dms like talk about foxtrot i just want to be like "Ooh, can that boy foxtrot Anyway, Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for an all new episode of Samantha Who? Coming up next. Next.